Hope you had a great holiday weekend. Jay saw the Marley movie. I suggested he also see Marley, the 2012 documentary. I think he uh, he's going to take me up on that. Jay has been just schooling us today, and Jay has been setting quite an example for everyone. Because earlier today we talked to a member of the Chamber of Commerce, or actually the Visit Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, Mike Testa, and he talked about the farm-to-fork slogan. Jay said, why isn't it City of Trees anymore? And Mike explained, I think rather sharply, but perhaps it was warranted. Jay, however, has not given up. No, I'm 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 going all the way through. He started I'm going to see a movement. I am. And, and you know, one of the things I text Michael is, why can't we do both? And I think he agrees with that. And so uh, we'll get him on again soon. And uh, You just can't to, do both, right? I know. You can. No, you got to. What's the city slogan? You can't have, like, two city slogans, just like you can't have two state birds or two, you know, you got to have one or the other. Okay, Whitey, you got to put a fence in the middle of the yard, man. I, I have to now. <laughs> I can't, we can be both. What you should do is we can, can be just, an official and an unofficial. How about that? There's also this: no matter what the tower, water tower says, you can sure. call it the city of trees. Well, which I do. I yeah. don't call it the farm to fork. When people uh-huh. ask me Sacramento, I'm like city of trees. Mm-hmm. I don't say farm to fork. Then no ring to it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the one of the things that has you know really really bugged me for years is how we just gave it up. We just we just threw it back into the pool. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, go ahead. That is interesting. Having looked it up on Wiki, it says cities formerly known as the city of trees, Sacramento. I know. So it's who, official. Who took, who took the time to put that it's out officially there? Officially abandoned. But Burlingame and Chico, Chico and Woodland and Tustin and South Pasadena, who no one even knows is a city. You know, mm-hmm. these places are claiming to be city of trees. None of these have the ilk of Sacramento. None of these places are the capital. None of these places can do can can provide the justice of what the city of trees, you know, slogan that we could do here in Sacramento. So mm-hmm. why why mm-hmm. throw it back to the pool? We've been talking, of course, today about a number of things, including not only that, but uh, NBA All Star Weekend. Ken just called with a great idea, which I thought I didn't think there was anything that could save the All Star Weekend. He had some really interesting suggestions. We haven't talked much yet about Brandon Ayuk. And this is a sore subject between Jay and I, because for some reason, Jay always goes, veers out of his lane to take shots at Brandon Ayuk. You know? <laughs> okay. That's maybe an overstatement. But Brandon Ayuk's girlfriend, uh, on Monday, Oof. she made a TikTok video, and some people were not happy with it. She was picking up Brandon Ayuk at Levi's after the Super Bowl. And she said in the TikTok video, she said, this might have been the last day we touched foot on Levi Stadium because we might not be out here next season. Um, and later that day, Ayuk shared a curious message on his Instagram story with a pair of eyeball emojis, which read, don't forget what you got there. So now a lot of people, 49er fans, are furious about this. Uh, I It doesn't surprise me because he, they picked up his fifth-year option for next year. And then, so he's looking for a bigger deal. So this is what happens, isn't it? We went through something similar with Debo a couple mm-hmm. years ago. And that got nasty. And then it got to the point where I was like, okay, we're fine. So I think we're going to be going through these types of things. Although there are some like Jay who say they're not that concerned about whether he stays. Right? Is that fair to say? Um. Kind of. It just depends on the way the the question is proposed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know I've been kidding, but some like sure. I want to make sure that we are clear on how you feel. I don't yeah, want to misrepresent I, you. I think if it's if it's to the point of 
he's going to, and when I say he, Brandon Ayuk is going to ask for top flight wide receiver money. And at this moment, you know, Justin Jefferson and guys like that, they're requesting 20, low 20s, you know, 21, 22, 23 years old, $23 million. And we even see Justin Jefferson saying that he's not even going to, you know, resign unless they figure out some things with Kirk Cousins. And then on the opposite, some. Which again, I don't blame him yeah, at all. Yeah, very true. But I think Brandon Ayuk is a very good wide receiver. Let me first put that out. I think you said last week, correct yes. me if I'm wrong, yep. I think you said you didn't see him as a big-time playmaker? Correct. I, I don't think he's a Tier 1 guy. I think he's a Tier 2 guy. And the reason why I don't think he's a Tier 1 guy is there are opportunities and times where – and this, uh, there's a lot of moving factors, but let me say this. And the Super Bowl showed me this. Sometimes – Greats go make it happen. Brandon Ayuk hasn't made it happen in many ways when it's needed. Like how many two hundred yard games has Brandon Ayuk have, Ayuk have under his belt? I don't know, but I will say to your point, be none. Yeah, they. Um, I uh, let's see. Purdy was like twentieth in the league in passes attempted this year. Agreed. So there aren't as many opportunities. Understandable, as but far, yeah. As far I, as being a playmaker, I mean, hello, the Lions were on the phone. I know that oh. was a fluky play, but still, that was a big-time play when the team needed it. Yeah, but I think that was more of the 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 play call than Brandon Ayuk's, you know, play, his activities during the play. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I, one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to get misunderstood. Brandon Ayuk is a top-flight receiver in this league. Okay. He is not Tier 1 guy, though. Hmm. And if the 49ers are going to have to pay him like a Tier 1 guy— then unfortunately, as a 49er fan, me, this just me, I wouldn't pay Brandon Ayuk, and it's not my money, but I wouldn't give Brandon Ayuk $22 million a year. That's I, just me. I would suggest that there's something about the 49er system and the players currently in it that seems to take some of the gloss off certain individuals. We see it with the quarterback. He had a magnificent year. We don't know what he's going to become. I understand that. But a lot of people still, and they still point him as a system quarterback. Um, and, and I think Brandon Ayuk, in a way, he's he's not allowed to shine as much because he doesn't need to shine. There aren't as many opportunities. Sauce Gardner took to social media to voice uh, his support for Ayuk, stating, Ayuk is one wide receiver. I see who gets open the majority of the game, but don't get thrown the ball. And he can win in contested situations. So even yeah, if he's it's Sauce Gardner watching film on Forty Niners every week, he should get to make a play on the ball instead of throwing it away. End quote. But is he making? This is my thing. First of all, Sauce Gardner plays in AFC. He plays in AFC North, and he doesn't play against the Forty ers but once every four years. I'm not saying Sauce Gardner doesn't watch film. I'm not saying Sauce Gardner doesn't watch football. He's also playing nine times out of ten as close as possible to the time that Brandon Ayuk is playing. So it's not like he's watching this guy live every single week. I that's cool. That's you know what that is to me. That is a player who respects Brandon Ayuk. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I would venture to tell you that I've watched more film on Brandon Ayuk than Sauce Gardner, and that's the truth. That's okay. I'm not saying Sauce Gardner can't give, you know, compliments and fill away about Brandon Ayuk. No problem. Please. I feel the same. I also believe there are opportunities and times where he doesn't get open. 
Uh, he's a great route runner. He's not the fastest receiver. No, he's not. He's a great route that's, runner, though. Yeah, and that's. I think that's. It's like Brock Purdy gets criticized because he doesn't have the big arm. I think Ayuk gets criticized in some corners because he's not very fast. But I still think within the system that they run, you know, the 49ers, maybe they paid for that a little bit this year in the Super Bowl. They uh, they have bigger range of receivers who aren't that fast. True. And so maybe you need somebody, you know, they have Danny Gray still is, you know, yeah. with the organization. Can't get, yeah, can't get on the field. But Ayuk had his highest catch percentage this year. Um, he had excellent numbers given how often they throw the ball. Uh, to me, he is your number one. He's a legit number one. And I think you're better off keeping him than you are hoping you can find somebody who's as productive for you. But if you're paying him $25 million. 25 seems a little high. Okay, well, let's go down to the highest paid wide receivers. I just so happen to have that list for you, Whitey. Tyree Keel's getting $30 million. Is he Tyree Keel? No. I mean, you shouldn't even have to question that. De- Devontae I, Adams. You asked me, so I answered. Uh, well, I, I didn't is question he, it. Is he Devontae Adams? No. $28 million. Is he Cooper Cup? No, he hasn't been as productive, but okay. we're getting in an area where, I, I mean, I, I don't think Cooper Cup's that much better than I I do. think Cooper Cup is living off the last couple of years, yeah. and he he was hurt this past year, but yeah. he got the money. All right, so 25, I'm coming around to 25. Okay, Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown, 25. Yeah. Okay, Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs, 24. Uh, and what I'm sorry, the question is, is he better is he, than those guys? I mean, still? is he worth, is he doing what these guys are doing? Stefan Diggs is $24 million. You taking, you paying Brandon IU 24 to be Stefan Diggs? The 49ers, um, um, I'm around 20, 20, 23 to 25, I can make work. So 25 you got, still a little. You got DK yeah. Metcalf at 24. Then you have Debo at 23. You got Terry McLaurin at 23. Bears DJ Moore at 20. Keenan Allen at 20. Mm-hmm. I'd pay him more around 20. 25 is a little high to me, but yeah. I still think he's an excellent wide receiver. He's a legitimate number one receiver. For the 49ers or in the NFL? Well, I don't care if I'm the 49ers, not to dodge your question, but mm-hmm. I, I don't care. He's great in my system. And that's, I have a lot of, uh, 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 what's the uh, equity in him? Pardon me. I've sure. built him to this point. So that's part of why he's more valuable to me. He knows what we do. I know what he does. And if I bring in somebody else, I don't know that that's going to be there. I think I, so. That's a big part of it. Sure. I, I I think the familiarity of what he is and what he does for the 49ers is is something that I can understand where you're going. I think the the part of it, and this is the mind the mind trick I'm having a problem with is. Some of these guys who we haven't named are going to get $25 million. And, I, you know, I continue to use Justin Jefferson. And I just, when we're talking about dominant, Brandon Ayuk's not dominant. When we're talking about a difference maker, uh, I, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll accept an argument because of the system and who he plays they, with they and for this team. a lot. Yeah. I get it. I just don't see, like, I don't see superstar. And for you to get paid $25 million as a wide receiver, that's kind of what we're asking for. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think Stephon Diggs is a superstar. I don't think A.J. Brown is a superstar. I think just like quarterbacks, they just hit at the right time, which is where Brandon Ayuk is actually getting ready to. I personally think he's going to get paid $20-plus million. Yes, I would I do it. just wouldn't give it to him because I 
you know, I said uh-huh. that three, four times in a row. He doesn't quantify it for me. I, I got you. To me, results he does, doesn't show it. To me, he's um, he's clutch on third down. He gets open. I think there's a despite some of these complaints from either him or his camp that mm-hmm. Brock Purdy doesn't hit him. Brock Purdy obviously has a great deal of trust in him, and you can see that he they have a good rapport. He's vitally important to me, in my opinion, if I'm the 49ers. So I don't have any 25 likes that me personally, ugh, that'd be a little high, but somewhere. You know, twenty between twenty twenty five somewhere in that area, I think he's definitely worth it to me, and especially because this window, you know, next year I got to pay Brock, right? Yep. So this is this is it. I know we said it last year, but with this group, this is it, and he's a big part of that, and I want him to be around and, and make a run at it. Yeah, that that sounds like you, you're doing it out of like I said, familiarity. Like you you're doing it for the love of the people that's there. This is a business. It is. Um, this is just like farm to fork. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it because, oh, he's swell. I'm doing it because right now where I am, I need him. The best I can be next year is with, and of course, you know, he can, I don't have to pay him this year, but you have to come to an agreement this year for sure. next year. Um, I need him. He's my best route runner. He's a big time receiver for me. He's not Jerry Rice, but we don't throw the ball as much as we did when Jerry Rice was with the 49ers. The 49ers need Brandon Ayuk. That's my opinion. That's I think that's where we differ. I think they I, I think I think they need a person in the form of a Brandon Ayuk. And I, I think you've also said this. I think they need a a a, It'd be nice a to speed have guy. Blow the top yeah, off blow the, the coverage. Right, yeah. Like I can see that. The the great part about it is, and I think the reason why this is even in the conversation is because Debo is not your prototypical wide receiver, and he's your other guy on the other side. Right. He's a great football he's a, player. Yeah, he's a utility guy. Brandon Ayuk is more traditional wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I get that. Understandable. I just – he ain't even gave me 100 catches in the season yet. And I understand the argument of, well, we don't throw the ball. Right. We don't throw – I understand it. But if you can't tell me if Tyreek Hill wasn't here, they wouldn't be trying to throw the ball to him 100 – 200 times a year. They only threw the ball to him, I believe. I just It was like 130 to... times or something. No, right? I think it was 108. This year? Let me double check. Yeah, it. no, you're right. 105. 105, 105. targets. 114 threw... last year. Yeah, they only threw the ball to him 105 times. So, Which kind of tells me. Like, they don't really think he's, you know, a star like that. Um, That's not what it tells me. Maybe you're right. To me, it tells me that they, they're more interested in running the ball and then throwing it to uh, other players on the team. Yeah. I, the system, albeit, definitely slows Brandon Ayuk down. I would also argue that I think over the last couple of years, especially since CMC has been here in 49ers you know, uniform, that Debo has been utilized and not the way that got him the $100 million that he was signed. And albeit, you don't have to He gets hurt him. too much That now. too, I and agree. I, it's understandable. Sure. I'm not saying Protecting he's him a little bit. fragile or anything, but man, for years now, he's just been like a bowling ball. Agree. You know? I agree. But I think there were opportunities, and this comes down to Shanahan, there were a few opportunities that even in the Super Bowl, I was like, man, just give Debo the ball. Like, there's, just let him go. You well, know? I know you were That's there, but we don't you think his hammy probably was a big oh, absolutely. part of that too? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But that, and this, I'm glad we're saying this because I understand you're telling me the system slows him down, but this is my thing. If you're going to get paid like a top flight star, system or no system, 
Sometimes you just got to you got to take the ball in your hand and go get it. I don't think Brandon Ayuk can do that. Yeah, and now he's not throwing the ball to himself. Okay, right. let me clarify that. I I don't need nobody to text in. So well, he's not throwing the ball, Jay. I get it. But it wasn't like he was wide open a lot of times in the Super Bowl either. He made some good catches. Um, was it the Green Bay game or the Detroit? I think it's the Detroit game. Like on third down, like bad throws, he made catches. And he dropped, he, he dropped one too. He, uh, I don't know what you call that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, and, and honestly, why did he caught the one that was low after yeah. he dropped the ball? Like he kind of owed you one. <laughs> I think he's vitally important to what they do. Hey, I'm not arguing that. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to argue that. What I do want to argue is I don't think Brandon Ayuk is a top flight star. That's what I'm arguing. I'm not arguing the fact that he's not important to the Niners. I'm not arguing the fact that he can't do what he needs to do in the Niners. Uh, organization and their system and everything else. I'm just saying, if yeah. I'm paying you a top, because he's he wants top probably five money. We've heard 22 to 25 right now. That's going to put you in the top five wide receivers. Is Brandon Ayuk really in the NFL? I don't remove the 49er stuff. Is he a top five NFL wide receiver? I'm saying no. Mm-hmm. You saying yes because he fits the system. Right. Is that kind of what we're talking about here? Yeah, okay. because they don't. he's not going to put up the numbers because they don't throw him the ball as much. Well, that's but not it, my yeah. fault. Then no, we but need it's to not get... his fault either, which well, is the kind point. Of, kind <laughs> of. Because, fault, you know why? But not because I'm telling you, if it's Tyreek or if it was if it was, uh, if it was Justin Jefferson, if it was some of these guys, they'd be forcing him the ball. Not on the 49 I don't think so. Ah. On the 49ers. I don't think I so. I disagree with that. Um, let's see here. Uh, real quick, speaking of the 49ers, I wanted to see what you thought of this. Are you ready for the dumbest idea yet for what the 49ers should have done at the start of Super Bowl overtime? Okay. All right. This was Mike Florio today wrote about this. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's right. kind of slow right now, and he's a smart guy. <laughs> I think he has a law degree. He's a smart guy. Yes, he is. He says, hey, 49ers should have uh, onside kicked to start the overtime. Can we go back to Brandon, Brandon IU conversation? <laughs> Mike Florio wanted them. Yes. Here's what he says. He's okay. First of all, it's just, you catch him by surprise. Agreed. He says, let's say you kick off to them and you get the ball. Then that's their possession. And if you score, you win. Now, I don't even know if that's true, but that's what he says. Sure. The thing is, of course, two things. A, if you onside kick and you don't get it, which you are not going to do the way the rules are now, it's really hard to get an onside kick, then you give the Chiefs great field position. That's the thing. And the other thing is, as I say, it's really hard. Teams don't onside kick as much now unless mm. they absolutely have to because the way, you know, you got to stand in one place, mm-hmm. the rules are different. It's really, really, really hard, harder than ever to get an onside kick. But I did think that was interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Huh, 49 should have uh, should have kicked. To the Chiefs, but they should have uh, tried an onside kick. That's that's hindsight because they took the loss. What you don't like that idea? No, huh? yeah, I'm, I'd rather I'd rather play it out. But I understand where he's coming from. I guess you know, like look, I Sean Payton style. But th- as you say, Whitey, there's n- there's almost a fraction of a percent to re- to recover an onside kick. I know you've been caught on my surprise, but no. Even I'm then, good. the rules are the same. Even if you yes. catch by surprise, I'm like I know, but you can't run up to yeah. Correct. And I, if I'm not mistaken, you can no longer make contact with the first person. Oh, I, I believe, and I have would have been check tricky. That. Yes, would have been tricky. But maybe, maybe the 49ers would be Super Bowl champions if they'd had the guts. If Kyle Shanahan <laughs> had the guts to try an onside <laughs> kick to start the overtime. Yeah, good. Try it. Like Florio's view.
<laughs> Are you ready to play some uh, sign, sit, or see? <laughs> yes. All right, we do that with uh, 49er free agents. More on the Kings coming up as well. Do they have a run left in them? Uh, it's the Drive Guys rolling on here on Sackdown Anxiously awaiting the resumption of the NBA season Thursday, Kings and the San Antonio Spurs. And we'll get back to the Kings in a moment here. Do the Kings have a run in them second half of this season? How much do they need to make a run here to end up anywhere near where they want to end up? Uh, it's a Drive Guys here. It's Whitey and Jay. Kyle Draper back with us tomorrow. Let's get to the phones here. 339-1140, AC joins us. What's up, AC? How can we help you today? Hey, you guys had some fun at my expense last time when I talked about KC uh, winning the Super Bowl, even though I'm a Dolphins fan. But oh, that's right. We do have, Ty- have Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So uh, just want to put that out there. Did you see, like you, Whitey, I didn't watch the the actual game for the All-Star situation. Uh-huh. Did you watch? you watch any of the NFL Pro Bowl games? Um, I didn't, and I'm not, so I can't sit here and say it was this or was that. I don't know. I didn't actually watch any of it. Did you? So I watched a little bit of it, and uh, it was a mess. And so I, I don't I don't think there's any real clear answer when you're talking about an all-star game, whether it's NHL or NBA or NFL, and, you know, you're worrying about injuries and contracts and things like that. But um, – I, I have a way to make the 49er fans feel better, by the way. Did you see the Eli Manning commercial where he's talking about Tom Brady as a goat? Uh-huh. So fast forward a few years. You got, you got Purdy go well. living up to all his expectations. He becomes the new goat. But then out of the woodwork comes Mahomes and says, I beat him twice. <laughs> okay. I'd say I knew. It, yeah, I, I, I knew it was not going to go well. I just kind of let him spend his fuel and just kind of fade into the nothingness there. <laughs> That's kind of a cheap shot, isn't it? It's a veteran. Yeah. See By the working. way, speaking of the Super Bowl, Manny too legit says, hey, Whitey, you should ask JJ, how was the experience at the Super Bowl? Would love to know. Mm. We talked about it a little bit when he got back, but yeah. okay. How was it? thought it was great, man. It was one of the better ones that I've been to. Uh, I've been blessed to go to a handful of them. I, I really enjoyed this one. I thought, as I said to you guys earlier, uh, or excuse me, last last week, that I felt more fans, like actual, not average, I won't call anybody average fan, but the average fan compared to the last few Super Bowls I've had an opportunity. It seems like more biz, big business, more farm to fort, less city of trees. <laughs> And so uh, <laughs> I think uh, I thought, you know, and Vegas is Vegas. And the great part about Vegas, unlike most of the other Super Bowls I've ever went to, you have pretty much like a mile and a half radius where everybody is nine times out of ten going to be. Of course, you can be downtown Fremont area, but I thought it was way more uh, consistent of fans, more the normal Joe, the average Joe compared to the other Super Bowls. I thought Vegas did a fantastic job in the welcoming of uh, plenty of entertainment. I thought they had a lot to do, uh, more than usual, a lot of big wow. names in town. You did know. you see any indication whatsoever that Las Vegas was interested in the A's? No. Okay, and I know that you know yeah. the Super Bowl, they're focusing on other Absolutely, things, but, but you know, I asked. Yeah. You know, we, we asked a few people. I actually tried to get... The mayor and I tried to get um, kind of like what Mike Test is for here, the the CEO of Visit Sacramento, mm-hmm. like their guy, their person in Las Vegas, which was a gentleman, 
Um, and I tried to get the entertainment like CEO of Las Vegas on, but we just didn't have time and couldn't make it happen. But tried to get both of those, all three of those people on because for that very reason, I want to ask about the mm-hmm. Oakland A's. The people that I ask, like Q Myers, guys who are radio hosts in Las Vegas, and to the person, most people are like, they'd be fourth, fifth, sixth fiddle here in Las Vegas. Like, probably behind the Aces, probably behind, you know, like even one person was like, man, they be on UNLV status. Wow. Someone said that, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I just don't think because it's homegrown and, you know, one thing about it is if they were putting a better product on the field, Whitey, I think more people would be open and welcoming. But they are putting on a, a product to where it's like, you know, me and you can join the, the team. The product is, well, you could. Yeah. The product is bad. Also, the whole process has been so slipshod yes. and amateurish and embarrassing. Embarrassing, amateurish and embarrassing. I, it's no surprise, you know, the consumers there in Vegas see that and go, "I don't, I don't want anything to do with this." That's I don't understand why baseball doesn't realize that. Either the end game is, you know, something that we don't see and they don't care about this, or they're just that oblivious. Uh, I don't know. Three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two eleven forty. Lewis joins us. Sackdown Sports. Hey, Lewis, how are you? Hey, 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 how are you? How are y'all tonight? Good. Um, so here, here's my thing. Um, a lot of folks weren't happy with the All-Star game. Um, and I'm, I'm on the exact polar opposite of that. I, it's like I saw Dame Lillard hit half-court threes. Um, it, 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 it was cool. It, it, it met my personal expectations. I'm a little bit surprised, um, frankly, that um, the media has really um, put forward their their displeasure. You know, they they just weren't pleased. But uh, to me, it was it was great. With that being said, here's what I really want to get to, and it has to do with the Sacramento Kings, um, right? So um, I'm just in my mind. I'm thinking about the playoffs. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the Pelicans, a, a big long team. I'm thinking about the Clippers a big, long team, and I'm thinking about the Timberwolves, a big, long team, and guess what I'm thinking? What are you thinking? I'm thinking thinking maybe we need to put Sabonis at the four, Keegan at the three, and then bring in either Lynn um, or or, or, um, uh, um, JaVale JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee, right? To, to match up specifically with those guys. And here we go. We got 30 games left, right? I think that – I think Coach Brown needs to take three or four of these games to experiment with that sort of philosophy because we're going to run them against some teams that are big and long. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you for the, for the call. I know that has been yes, kind of kicked around. I know back uh, media day – Chris Watkins and I talking to Alex Lynn, and he mentioned that. He said, uh, Coach has been talking maybe about putting me on the floor with Domas. We haven't seen it. Maybe, I don't know if we've seen it at all. I think the biggest issue is defensively Domas at the four and then whoever, whichever one you have at the five. You know, defense is already such a challenge for the Kings. Uh, I don't think they feel they can they can afford to do that because of what it does defensively. Also, you like to have Domas high as a center, and then that kind of clears things out. You you don't want to have a center clogging up things uh, underneath. But you're not the first one to suggest that, Lewis. It's just I think at this point, I mean, unless it's something that they're saving for a particular matchup, maybe we'll see it. 
Other than that, uh, I don't think that we will. Um, real quick here, Jay. Mm-hmm. I wanted to run down this exercise. Back to the 49ers for just a minute, then we'll, we'll wrap things up with the Kings and the NBA. Sure. Um, this is called, we'll just run down these 49er free agents. It's called sign, sit, or see ya. Sign Ooh. is like, def- just sign the guy. Just get him. All right? Sit is like, well, sit down. We need to talk about this. Not sure. See ya is like, no, we're done. He's All right? Out. We'll just run down these quickly. Uh, Chase Young, you going to sign, sit, or see ya? Sit. Yeah, to me, it's see ya. Ooh. Yeah, because okay. because of the fact that in the Lions game, okay. I had to point out that, hey, some of my guys weren't trying as hard, and he was one of the ones that you could see on on film. He mm-hmm. wasn't trying as hard. I That's just, not acceptable. I would just say maybe he hasn't, he hasn't formulated the idea of the 49er way, and he needs to sit down over over um, off season. Hey, yeah. listen, so you, you play sit, here? Yeah. yeah. So you want to sit down? You want to talk to him? Yeah, I want to talk to him. All right. I'm see you. Uh, Javon Kinlaw. Let me just say, healthy, finally had a good year. Mm. 49ers did not pick up his fifth year option. So mm. he may be pricey. I say sit, depending on what he wants. See ya. Okay. I think he's going to be too expensive. I think for so too, he's but too that's bad. why I'm at least taking him. Yeah. Uh, Tayshawn Gibson's, uh, let's see. John Lynch said, never did I think he'd give us what he's given us. He earned $2.9 million last year. He will be 34. Yeah. See, I think Jair Brown is uh, has shown that he can man that position. And I think once uh, Talanoa Hufunga comes back, you have your safeties of the future. I want to see. I want to at least see. Okay. He's a very good, good soldier he for is. me. Uh, Sam Darnold. See ya. See ya. John Feliciano. I'll sit. Take a little time. See ya. I'll, okay. I, I don't appreciate what he did. All right. Uh, Understandable. Burford under the bus. Yeah, Burford might be a CEO, even though he's not a free agent. But, yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, he may be a CEO anyway. Yeah. Yeah, he got a contract. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> uh, uh, Cleveland Furrell, productive, torn meniscus in week 18. Yeah. Earned $2.5 million last year. See ya. Bye-bye. I'd be, I would want to sit with him, but I don't think it's going to go well. Okay. Ray Ray McLeod. See saw, ya. <laughs> only $2 million last year. No, I I think he's going to get a little more somewhere else, but I would I would sit with him. I'm, I'm playing. <laughs> You're I, just mad because yeah, of that. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't their fault. Right. He should have Well, well he, yeah, it was. Kind of. You got to fall on it. Yeah. And then the last one. Uh, let's see. I, I, I didn't say on Ray Ray. You said sit. I'll say sit. I'd sign him. I'd like Ooh. Yeah. Because like he's it. just, he's inexpensive and yeah. it's such a, a need for me. Finally, Randy Gregory, two and a half sacks last year. See ya! Yeah, see ya. <laughs> see ya. Bye. All right, so I think we probably saved yeah. a little bit of money there that we can use. For Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, <laughs> yes. When we come back, the Kings, do they have a run in them? And we still haven't gotten around to LeBron. Says he wants to finish as a Lakers. That's best for his legacy. Drive guys here on Sackdown Sport. Thanks for being with us today. We got Drapes back tomorrow. It's Whitey and Jay. You know, we've been talking a lot last couple of shows about the A's maybe coming here and the whole move to Vegas. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention what Casey Pratt had to say today on the Carmichael Dave show. Uh, This is very interesting. Long story short, he says that the ballpark renderings the A's released in the summer of 2023, you know, the Las Vegas plans Mm -hmm. says those renderings have been scrapped. No new renderings have been released. Then on March 8th and 9th, this year's big league weekend in Vegas, uh, putting the A's against the Brewers. They're going to play a spring training game. Casey Pratt says they initially said they were going to put out the renderings there 
after they postponed them yet again in December. If they don't put out anything by big league weekend in March, this thing is probably not happening. End quote. That's Casey Pratt's opinion. So are the A's going to come here to Sacramento? I don't think so because I don't think the A's are ever going to Vegas. So I don't think they need an interim home because I don't think they're going anywhere. We'll see. <laughs> what a debacle! It's a, a big time, big time. I yeah. I mean they're they're not have they're not going to have renders by next week or a couple weeks. Yeah, you know, March 11th or whatever. That's two and a half I mean, three weeks or so. Dave Cavill, then you know the night before, you, get, you got any paper? <laughs> and just yeah. sketching it. Yeah. Like all right, well that's a yeah that's a diamond and I can do a diamond and then a dome and there. Okay, it's our renderings. What do you think? Man, did you see the renderings? Do you remember them? Remember that the big glass dome around it and everything? Yeah, there was that big thing that was like yeah. a halo that I think was the what was retracting the roof yes. or I don't know. It did look very space age. Yes. That's not happening. It was like almost instantly people said, yeah, you can't do that. No. That's not possible. I mean, and you have to be, it has to be in a dome in Las Vegas in the summertime. You need AC. You got to have that thing jumping with AC. Yeah. And nowadays, I mean, if you're going to build a facility, get your free on, you right. don't have a retractable. I don't think it'd be retractable. Right. No. You'd have, and you know, you, if you're going to have baseball, you have to have people have to have that option. Yes. Of you can, okay, on, on those perfect days, you can take the roof and off. Le, and let me say this too, Whitey, when it comes take to the that, roof is, off. Yeah, is the A's have shown to be a propensity of being cheap. What? Yeah. They don't want to spend a lot of money no. for whatever reason it is. To When you start to put roofs and retractable things and AC and, like, you know, things that we consider common now in a lot of these arenas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, but we're also talking about a billion dollars. Right now, they're far from a billion dollars from public money, from Bally's money, from, you know, private money. Like, they don't, they're not even close to a billion dollars right now. Yeah. And you've got more and more people, it seems, who are making it known that if he wants to sell, we're in. Yes. Maybe that's, maybe that's. Maybe the price has gone up because of that. So maybe it's all going to work out for everybody. That's fine if it works out for John Fisher. I'm fine with that. As long as he goes away. I don't care. Be happy. Whatever. I don't wish you any misery, but just go away. Get yeah. out of our way. I'm enjoying right. baseball. Yes. Yeah. An A's uniform. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. Lovely. It, it sounds like a lot of this is starting to crumble in for the A's. It does. Yeah, like the roof. Talking about the roof. The roof is really crumbling in, and um. I'll be it, and it sounds like you. I, you know, I don't have any better way to say it, but I'm happy. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I would want I want the A's to be here in Oakland under new ownership. I'm happy. I've been trying to think of any aspect of this proposed move from Oakland to Las Vegas, any part of it that has been professional, on point, mm. positive. Mm. I can't. It's all been just. The whole thing Hmm. has been a disaster, hasn't it? Hmm. That's a great way of putting it. I don't know if that's an exaggeration. I don't mean to exaggerate. I'm just, I can't think of anything about it that's gone like the way these things are supposed to go. Yeah, that's a great point. There's really nothing that has happened on the first attempt, the first try. You know, they're not leaving the city in a, in a, 
you know, <laughs> in a great way. Mm-hmm. It seems like, you know, there's a there's a lot of animosity between the city and the A's ownership. It doesn't seem as if, like, the city of Las Vegas is on board. No. You know, there's bits and parts and pieces of, as I've said, like, statewide they're looking for, but city-wise they're not looking for, you know, the Oakland A's to come to Las Vegas. You might be on to something, there, brother. Yeah, everything has gone wrong. Yes. Uh, we know that in the past the NBA has talked about expansion and they would want to go presumably to Las Vegas and Seattle. LeBron has talked about maybe owning a team in Vegas. LeBron over the All-Star weekend said he wants to finish his career as a Laker. Good for him. Do you think, taking the bigger view of his career and his legacy, is the best thing for LeBron James' legacy finishing up his career as a Laker, in your opinion? Uh, I would say yes, with the only caveat, the only bigger thing that could happen is if he went back to Cleveland. Ah, think if he had one last run and attempted Cleveland, especially with them being good, you know, right now, mm-hmm. if the, if you added LeBron to that team, and of course you'd have to subtract one or two pieces, but you add a LeBron to the Donovan Mitchells and the Mobleys and the, you know, the Jared Allen's like those guys, yeah. Harris Leverts or whatever. Uh-huh. I think you're, really good you're cooking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're cooking. I think what'd be best for his legacy. And this just disregards all the things that go into his life. You know, he's a human being and I, that's sure. more important, sure. but just looking at the basketball issues, you know, there's, let's see, he's one of four guys who's won a championship with three different teams. It's Danny green, Robert Ory and John Sally and him. If LeBron, if he could go like to the Knicks and win a championship mm. before he were done, can Man. you imagine he'd be the only guy with championships with four teams and to get the Knicks back to being champions. Ooh. Now, I guess last week he might have put out some feelers and got like crickets back from the Knicks, so they <laughs> might not be interested. I don't know how interested he is, but think of what that would do for his legacy. You know, I hadn't thought about going to the Knicks and winning a championship. That's that's big time right there. That might trump the the Cleveland situation. You might be onto something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's very unlikely, uh, but that would be because he's never. He's probably not going to catch Michael. But no. if you can, well, he didn't get as many, but, you know, four for four different teams winning championships for four different teams, that'd be impressive. He's probably not going to win another one no matter what he does. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, but to have what he would have five if he snuck that one in. So, yeah, yeah he would have two two Miami, one Cleveland, one Los Angeles, and with the asterisk, of course, yeah. pandemic. But um, <laughs> Thank you for pointing that yeah, out. Absolutely. I, yeah. I don't count it, but on paper, you got to throw it in there. Just as, you know, the other one I don't count, I don't count the strike year, the the Spurs over the Knicks. I, ah. That doesn't count, but whatever. Um, well, how about, wasn't 2011 also a lockout year? It was shortened, and uh, that would be LeBron yes. over – the Thunder. Thunder, yeah. So he's got a couple of that. Uh, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. something there, Whitey. I like the I liked your detraction of of, <laughs> of LeBron here. Well, yeah. LBJ, where are you going there? Yeah. Okay. He's, so what you're telling me is when it's shorter, he goes all out. When it's longer, it's a little tough. Oh, and don't forget, he's got a play-in tournament championship. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Michael never did that. Yeah, all right. Well, you count that if you want to, <laughs> as I know he will. But I. It'd be very interesting if he went to New York and won a championship. Yeah. Because he's not a Nick. Like, most people wouldn't consider him a Nick. But that's kind of almost like, yeah, I'm going over here to to do to showcase I can do it. You know? Nick fans, I cannot believe that the Knicks, who, you know, very well funded, uh, crown jewel of a franchise, they haven't won a championship since 1973. I can't, it's hard that's to tough, believe. Man. Yeah. So my point is, LeBron, yeah, he's not a Nick, but if he were to go there and they were to win, I don't think anybody would care. Sold out every night, too. <laughs> MSG is sold out 
every night. Yeah. Man. Have you been in MSG? I have not. I have not either. I've had food with MSG in it. Yes. That's as close <laughs> as I've come to actually seeing a, seeing a Knicks game. Uh, real quick here. Do you think the Kings have a run in them, a second half? Like I'm talking about six, seven or more game winning streak. Mm, six or seven, that's up there. A run, some kind of run. Yeah, I know I think Mark Jones a... was on the station last week. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, well, Mark gets to travel and, you know, he's part of the organization, and I respect that. I would say six or seven for me is a little high. I'll give you four. I think they make a run of four here and there. Yeah, that's yeah. not really a run. Yeah, you well, may be right. But... Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to end up right about where they are. And I know, again, I know you could make the point that they're right there. Uh, They could end up fifth or sixth. It's all about, are they really inferior to the Pelicans or are the Pelicans have just, they just have the, as a ball bounced their way every time they've played this year. Sure. Yeah, I think that. And we're getting ready to really find out, you know, the nitty gritty of this team when it comes to rotation. We had Brendan on talking about rotation. And the other part of it is, is because we know it's going to shrink. You know, that 10, 9, you might see 7, 8, you know, a couple of nights. But I also think, you know, time is money when it comes to the stars now. And so we'll see how they operate and move forward as well. I think the Kings are likely to be in the play-in. And the West being what it is this year, there is no shame in that as long as you can get out of the play-in. So uh, obviously a lot of pizza left in the box. Thank you very much, Jay. Uh, Back with uh, Jay. Uh, and Kyle Draper tomorrow. Thank you for being with us. Uh, We appreciate your listening to The Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports.